What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bread to Build podcast, a project dedicated to sharing the stories of the people who build and those who help move construction forward. If you like what you were doing, you want to support us on this journey, all we ask is hit that little subscribe button, drop us an awesome review. My name is Brett Gowen. I'm the founder of Hammer and Builders of Insta, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Pinella. What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning into episode 22. Today's a cool one. We're going to talk about money. Everybody likes that. My name is Matt Pinella, YouTuber and framer based out of California. Let's get to it. On today's episode, uh, like Matt said, we're going to be talking about money and cash flow. If you run your own construction business or you plan to and you want to make money, I'd recommend listening. Uh, with that being said, we're on today with Zaid Rahman. He's here with us. He's the founder and CEO of a construction technology company called Flexbase. Zaid, welcome to the show. Welcome on. Thank you oh, for having me, guys. Appreciate it. We do it. our claps, as always. We've got a clapper guessing. A, a cool one. We're talking about something we haven't ever talked about before. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, Zaid, as we all know, cash is king in every industry. Uh, you got to have the capital to take on projects, especially in construction. Um, you know, personally, I really believe you're building a great product uh, to help construction businesses and also keep them alive. Um, but before we jump in, can you just set the stage for everybody tuning in, give a little summary of what the hell Flexbase is, the cash flow problem you guys are working to uh, solve for contractors? Let's start there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Really quick on myself. Um, you know, I'm uh, Zaid, CEO of Flexbase, have done a couple of tech startups uh, outside construction. But uh, the reason why I started Flexbase is that my entire family is in the construction space. So my family has built a bunch of projects, you know, from small sort of houses to larger towers. Both my sisters are architects. Uncle runs an architectural consulting firm. Um, and so quite literally my entire family is in the uh, construction space. And so growing up naturally, I would see a lot of problems around the table, uh, just talking about various issues that they would face day to day. And the biggest problem, surprisingly, that they would talk about was financial issues, which is really surprising. We were not, this, you know, a super tiny company. We were, we were doing uh, fairly decent amounts of revenue, and yet we would still struggle with cash flow. So my thesis, really, from that sort of family experience, uh, which you know sometimes got really dark. You know, it was, mm -hmm. there were some traumatic times where we were not able to make payroll and pay our suppliers and. Some, some sort of creditors sued us and stuff like that. So my thesis driven from those experiences is that most construction companies, unfortunately, because of their financial sort of situation, are either broke or one degree away, away from being broke. And so that's the problem I wanted to solve with uh, sort of technology and software. What was that inflection point for you then? Because obviously you come from like a tech and finance background. You have the family background as well. So that story adds up. But like, what, what was the inflection point for that aha moment for Flexbase for you? Yeah, no, I'd say that. Um, so I started looking into um, construction finance quite deeply a few years ago. And what I realized, you know, double clicking into that problem where most companies in construction struggle with cash flow, really the two things that really stood out to me was 
the con construction is the only industry compared to every other industry that you think about where the cash flow cycles are usually 90 to 100 days late. So if you start working today, and you all know this, we're listening to this podcast, that if you start working today, it's, it's the first week of February, let's say, you're not going to be paid until late April, early May, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Which is like really common. Only industry that happens. Uh, when I tell this to people outside construction, they can't, you know, just can't believe it, right? And the second problem is, if you look at the other side of this, uh, if you look at your clients, let's say you have a residential client or even a commercial client, they get unlimited amounts of sort of capital from banks as the developers, if you will, um, or even if you're a small sort of single family home, they'll get a construction loan, no problem. But as a service provider, banks don't know how to underwrite you. You know, we have several customers, you know, doing, uh, you know, anywhere from like $500,000 in revenue to tens of millions in revenue. Uh, the one example that sticks out is this one company does 25 million in revenue and Chase Sapphire gave them a credit limit of $50,000 a month. Makes no, no sense. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like what the fuck's this discrepancy, right? Like you're how, doing, you're doing how, 25 million revenue sense. and you get 50,000 to spend. That's, that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what in the hell are you supposed to buy? Yeah, Buying lunch for the team. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Like, it's like, you know, and you guys know how expensive stuff in construction is like oh, absolutely yeah. that in like a day if you wanted to. Oh, 50,000, um, 50,000 goes really quick in this space. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you think about kind of the options you're left with from a financing perspective is either you just bear the cost yourself and, yeah. you know, just like personally, if you, if you're lucky, use your own money to basically fund these projects with, with the hope that, you know, the client will pay you eventually. So you effectively become kind of like a lender to your client, or you go and get, you know, really expensive loans. There are companies that will give you short-term construction loans as a service provider, as a subcontractor, for example, for 2% a week. It just doesn't seem reasonable to be paying so much interest. And so coming to Flexbase, what we realize is that we can solve this pretty easily with uh, modern software that exists in other industries. So our first flagship product is a corporate card for construction companies of mm. all sizes, where we give you super high credit limits with no personal liability. And the headline feature is 0% interest over 60 days. So basically you can use our card to buy materials and pay us back in two months for free see that um, that's normally about the timeline that i can get paid in if i'm lucky we have something like a net 15 typically we're on a net 30 though but we do have we do have cash flowing in for multiple projects so that's about the timeline that works my lumber yard is um monthly and i got that that one month and i'm that's it and 99 percent of the time by the time i break ground or start framing a new project and lumber gets dropped, there's no way I'm going to be able to bill, get paid, and pay them back within that 30-day period. So having 60 days opens up that availability to not pay interest on it. And ultimately, that's going to make us more money. Yeah, no, ultimately, if you have that cushion, like if I told you that you could go to all your suppliers today, um, the ones that take cards and the ones who don't take cards, doesn't matter, then yeah. you could basically give them you know, cash effectively, um, such that you can get discounts on the materials you're buying, for example, and not have to worry about 
you know, paying any interest and worrying about, you know, making that payment on a monthly basis and pay us back in like two months. It's like, it, it's almost like a too good to be true type of deal. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, that's, I was doing some research on you guys and that was exactly what, what I was thinking. Um, so I have, I have quite a few questions for you here. First off, many of us know that banks don't necessarily like construction companies. We kind of <laughs> went over that already. Um, can you educate us a bit more on the approach that banks typically take with construction and also how you guys are working to improve this type of relationship? As yeah. you mentioned, hard, hard money loans are a very common thing. Um, some people have to have investors working with them in order to build. Um, mm -hmm. Run us through that a bit. Yeah, no. So if you look at sort of traditional banks, um, the way, you know, so zooming out a little bit and talking about the business model of banks, banks really make money in two ways. One is charging fees at every single corner that they can. You know, you, you, you know it, it yeah. applies to both consumer and businesses, you know, overdraft fees, yeah. you know, wire <laughs> fees, blah, 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 check fees. And then the other way they make money is uh, charging very high amounts of interest mm -hmm. uh, from you. And so almost incentivizing you not to pay on time and just keep accruing interest. Uh, because the more interest, uh, the, the longer you wait to pay them back, the more interest they can collect the more money they make, right? But if you think about these sort of transactions that happen um, at sort of, uh, you know, the card level. So when you go uh, and spend $100 at uh, a restaurant, let's just say, off that $100, when you swipe the card, instantly two and a half dollars goes to the bank as a card transaction fee that the restaurant is paying, not you. Okay. So we ask ourselves like, hey, the bank is making all this money anyway. Why charge interest, right? So, so we our model is basically like give you a bunch of credit and enable you to go and make these purchases that you're going to make anyway and then make the money from the merchant side. So we won't charge you anything. We basically make money from Home Depots of the world where they're paying the merchant fees anyway. And so that's kind of like one fundamental difference. The second fundamental difference is that if you think about the amount of credit a, a traditional bank can give you, a traditional bank will basically look at your assets, look at your revenues, and basically come up with an idea of like, okay, this company can support X amount of credit. The problem is construction companies have very lumpy cash flows. Like one month you might do a hundred grand in revenue and another month you might do zero. Very seasonal too. Yeah. yeah. Very seasonal. Mm -hmm. It goes up and down. And, uh, Unfortunately, you know, the uh, construction sort of business owners, they don't come oftentimes from a finance background where they can sort of uh, send like really complex financial reports uh, such that some underwriter at a bank looks at it and is like, oh yeah, this, this is in my language, I understand it. So yeah. just because of that kind of loss in translation problem, banks just like have a kind of like a hard rule that, hey, let's just like not give money to the construction companies uh, and instead just give money to the real estate developers, right? And so because of that, you know, most companies are ruled out. So that's why you even work with hard money lenders in the first place. The reason why they exist in the construction industry is because the traditional banks don't give you the credit, right? Exactly. No, I've, I've looked into developing for myself, um, financing multiple different things. And the only thing that I come back to over and over again is hard money. That's like the only thing I can come up with. Yep. There is really no other option. I mean, obviously there's now Flexbase as an option, but prior to that, there wasn't. 
My personal mission is to destroy hard money lenders and construction. I love that. Why do you need to pay so much interest? Exactly. You know, I, I have family that has offered me private money prior. And even they tried to get over on the interest rate for me. I'm like, come on now. I'm, I'm going to get robbed by a, by a hard money loan. I'm also going to get robbed by you. Like, There's got to be some way around No this. paperwork, just higher interest, Matt. Exactly. You, know, you don't <laughs> even need to sign. Yeah. yeah. My, my next question for you, um, totally off the topic of where we're trying to stay. Say I were to build a house for myself and I wanted to use this card. Could yeah. you do it for personal use as well? So we will pretty much accept any construction business uh, as long as they are, you know, in general good standing. Yeah. But the amount of credit limit that they get on the card will vary depending on who the client is. Okay. If you are your own client, obviously, like you are a bit riskier than, let's say, your client is some, you know, um, real estate developer, right? Yeah. Uh, financed by some big bank, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so the way our sort of software works, because again, we are a software company, not a finance company. Fi yeah. We're not a bank. Yeah. We're not a bank, right? Um, we're, <laughs> we're trying to replace banks with software, right? So um, the way our software works is that you come through our pipe, we'll give you a little bit of credit almost immediately. And then um, you give us more information. You tell us, you know, who you bank with and we connect with them again, with software, just like how Venmo and Zelle and these types of things work. Yeah. Basically figure out, okay, this company's actual profit margin is X. And so we'll like bump your credit up without you even asking us. You don't need to call and say, hey, can you increase my limit? We'll just like do it for you. Okay. And then we say, hey, by the way, you want, let's say you're a $2 million revenue company. We'll say, hey, you want $100,000 a month? Sure, we'll give it to you. Just tell us who your clients are. And the moment you tell us hmm. who the clients are and you start, you know, almost using our sort of uh, more of our software, which is uh, the second product, which is a managed accounting product where we basically become your sort of, uh, you know, personal team to manage your billing, uh, managing your receivables and payables, your pay apps, your AIA documents and lien waivers. Uh, we, we have sort of staff that will sort of kind of take over that. And at that sort of level of detail, we know exactly where your business stands. Mm. If your clients are really the best clients in town, you deserve unlimited amounts of credit. Yeah. So that's interesting, Dave, because, I mean, if I'm understanding this correctly, this is kind of the example that you were talking about uh, a couple minutes ago around like the Chase Sapphire example, the $50,000 credit limit. They don't know how to really underwrite construction businesses. You're taking in all of this data to make better informed decisions on who can basically qualify for this. Am I understanding that correct? Yes, exactly. So we are, uh, we have built a data science team, which is really just a fancy word of saying that we are looking at internal data, external data, but most importantly, uh, the credit limit is not based on some arbitrary score, like a credit mm -hmm. score. It's based on income, both in the past and in the future. And so that, now, now question for you, why do you think it is that banks don't do the same thing? Is it be like, obviously you can go off of a profit and loss and see how much a company is bringing in. Is it just too much work? Because obviously you're, you're saying that you get quite personal to the point where you know who these people are working for. Is it yeah. just more, more in depth? That, is that why you think banks aren't doing it? 
It's actually just quite literally in depth. I mean, if, if tomorrow, like a big financial services institution um, actually had the sort of courage to go and like do the work and kind of revamp their software, theoretically, they could do it as well. But the problem is that they're working at such grand scales and they're mm -hmm. sort of generalized to so many different use cases where, you know, one day they're working with a barber shop, another day they're working with a construction business, another day they're working with a baker, you know, the, the, these models are not sort of super generalizable, where we have sort of specialized to the construction industry. So our underwriting is aligned with the way you run your business as a construction business owner. We're, mm -hmm. We have struggled with the same problems you have, and therefore we understand, how, you know, if we were on the other side of the table, like what it would feel like to, to yeah. go through these processes. So you guys are tailored directly to construction companies and nothing more. Yes. That's why you're able to go so far in depth. That makes sense. That yeah. makes a lot more sense. It's like the perfectly sized like glove that like yeah. sits around your business and kind of understands it and is your partner uh, towards your long-term success. We want, you know, if you're like, uh, you know, doing a, a few hundred thousand dollars in revenue today, we want you to be part of the Flexbase ecosystem and then sort of help you get to that million dollar scale, 5 million, 10 million, even more, right? Mm-hmm. I have a question. I want to talk about risk. Um, obviously, there's a certain level of risk, credit, hard money loans, so on and so forth, uh, especially small businesses and even more like specialty contractors. A lot of them take all of the risk. How are you helping businesses manage this risk? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So really the biggest risk that a small construction business has which I can tell you from my father's scenario, where my father had, let's say, a $5 million contract with a client. And the client, you know, all these sort of progressive payments, the first payment, the second payment, third payment, the client did it on time. And then towards the end, the client was like, you know what? I don't need you anymore. I'm going to stop paying you. Mm -hmm. And so who's left holding the bag? You are, the construction yeah. business owner. Basically, uh, you know, we want to prevent that to happen at a construction business. So we're not just a financial services company where we'll give you this card and you know we'll leave. We wanna give you this card and then give you more software and services such that let's say you come to us and tell us that, hey, this client is not paying me, what should I do? We'll send them a lien notice that, hey, pay this contractor, we might file a lien on yours. So you guys are actually going to bat for these people as well, not just funding them, but also willing to back them up. The vision is it starts with the card, mm. it goes into payments, and it actually goes into payment sort of help all the way down to sort of uh, pursuing the clients on your behalf. This uh, is because we are incentivized a, to do that. It's such a big topic in the construction industry because as you mentioned way early in the podcast, a lot of people know the industry, but they don't know the business side of things. When we first got going, the biggest issue that we had was one, cash flow, and two, being able to get paid. A lot of these people, and especially as a subcontractor, you get pushed around and you sign on their dotted line or you don't get the project. So no matter if you like the terms or not, you're getting what you get. So we might not get paid for 90 days. And as a small company, you're, I mean, we don't have much, but we're seven to eight grand a week in payroll, not even counting materials that adds up really quick. And if you're not getting paid for months on end, that that's one way to go under. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, um, the vision is that today we're starting with the small construction companies 
but we are also going to work with select suppliers to get you better discounts. To, and also the vision is to get other, other stakeholders on the platform, such as your workers. Your workers have similar issues where if you as a company are not able to make payroll, what mm -hmm. happens to the worker? Yeah. Right. So that's a, that's a huge problem in construction. Yeah. Workers not getting paid. Yeah. I mean, there are 7 million directly employed workers in construction. If you add the indirect, it's like 10 to 12 million people mm -hmm. and two thirds of them don't have a bank account or have a bank account and don't have any like real service from these banks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a pretty common issue as well. Yeah. How many, how many times have, uh, has a worker come to you and said, Hey, like, can you like, just give me cash today? Or like, can you just like Venmo me or Zelle me some funds? Because I, I like needed like tonight, you know, 90, I'd say 90% of employees that we've had in the last five to six years, the first week that they're hired, they're broke. And it, it's, it's because of the way that payroll works. When you first get hired, you're, you're set back a week. So you work your full week, you get paid for that week, the next Friday. So they work two full weeks without getting paid. Similar to the construction company, they can't float those costs. I've, I've given cash to almost every single one of them because they can't do it. It can be kind of a pain in the ass for businesses to start with a brand new software. Um, we're seeing a, a generational shift from people that want to do everything on paper to now on a computer, but it could be even harder for those people that are actually out in the field running around. How would someone go about like easily getting set up with Flexbase? Yeah, you know, the reality is, if you just zoom out for a second, using software for most people is actually a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because software is really designed for like, you know, digital first kind of, you know, just like people who are like using TikTok and Instagram on a daily basis. But oftentimes you have a situation where like, I just don't have the time to learn a new piece of software. <laughs> and so with us, what we have kind of, optimized for as an experience where you only need to use us uh, when you need to. So for example, when you sign up for Flexbase, the moment you have finished your application and we approve you, we send out cards to you and you can sort of hand it over to your employees. That's it. You're just using another card. It's like kind of like using another Amex or a Chase. And then if you want to use our payment solution, uh, we say, okay, you know, just give us all the information of your projects and let our people do the rest. So you, uh, you don't even need to uh, sort of worry about um, sort of managing the software to get paid and all of that. It's a very like white glove service. It's almost like an accounting firm meets bank meets software company for every construction business. So you guys really streamline this to make it as easy as possible for consumer to have practically another card in your wallet that does much more than a typical card. Yep. When you think about the best user experience, and we, we are all in software here, right? Right. Uh, and, and so like, when you think about the best possible user experience, it's actually no experience, meaning you have to do nothing. And so that's our goal. Like we have eliminated anything that's unnecessary. You don't need to do, uh, you, know, you don't need to click a single button if you don't need to. That's the one thing that I like about your guys' initial product too, the, the card. Like you're integrating it into a previous behavior that already exists. You're not like, hey, we're this revolutionary tech software company. We're going to completely change your life and add a ton of friction to how you normally run your business. I think that's, yeah. that's the biggest hurdle. 
you're not asking people to completely change around everything they've done for years and years. You're just giving them an easier way to do it behind the scenes. Same exact card, but much more behind. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what types of customers are you seeing using your product today? Um, we talked a bit before this that we've got anything from smaller two-man crews listening to this to massive contractors. Like what, what's your typical customer look like? Yeah, our typical customer is running a construction business via an LLC or C Corp or something like that. And, you know, the size varies quite dramatically, right? We have companies as small as like, you know, like one to two people, um, you know, doing uh, less than 100,000 in revenue to folks that are, you know, 20 million revenue and have like a whole like, uh, corporate office and like accountants and whatnot. And we have people that are much, much more sizable that are uh, doing billions in revenue. So oh, the wow. product scales literally at any size uh, of revenue, but our core focus is helping these tiny teams uh, truly scale up in their operations by being their financial uh, partner. So have you seen personally, I'm sure you have, any contractors making any like major wins after starting to use Flexspace, like massive scaling or? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you an example from this week where a company signed up and we're helping them. Um, they are, you know, $8 million revenue company, but uh, the business owner through relationships just won a $25 million contract which is, you know, an obvious, like huge win for them. Wow. Yeah. They're just like, wow, like this is like a life-changing thing, but they're stressed out of their minds because they don't have the financial resources to scale up so quickly. And so when they came across us and, you know, had a couple of conversations with us, quickly realized that we basically could scale them from this sort of uh, mid-size $8 million revenue business to tens of millions by just providing them short-term loans for free on the card. It's, 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 it's almost like a sort of game changing to that business's cash flow situation. It's almost like anybody can scale. It's just the funding part that really mm -hmm. holds a lot of people back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, from a growth perspective, the number one reason. So if you walk around your city and look at, uh, look at the big projects that's happening, right? Like you go to anywhere from New York to like um, Austin, Texas to San Francisco, wherever you are, you will see the same four or five companies winning all the projects. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Well, the reason for that is that they have the financial resources. They may either have cash sitting in their bank accounts. They may have bond facilities. They may have short-term credit. They may have private investors and it's just like, you know, you, how do you compete if you don't have that level of resource or like that level of sophistication? It takes a lot to bring sophisticated finance people to your company. You may not, uh, you may not have the network to build that team really quickly and so on. It's, it's all these challenges, right? So you are good at construction. You're good at just getting the job done. Why worry about running your businesses, finances, and minutia when, you know, there are folks who are specialized in that. So that's, yeah. that's the way we think about it. I, I have a question. So we were talking a little bit earlier and I obviously did some of my homework, but you know, you're talking about not being held liable 
Uh, that's a big difference on, you know, a normal line of credit versus the flex base card that you guys offer. What's the biggest difference? Can you kind of explain a little bit more around that type of liability? Yeah, no. Or so, no liability, I should say. Yeah, no, what's really uh, interesting. And uh, this actually had, we have found that we have to educate our customer base on this. Most folks don't realize that when you use a small business card or just any small business loan, um, nine out of 10 times, there are clauses in there that says that if you don't pay it back as a business, we'll basically go after the business owner. So your personal credit is on the line. Your like personal assets are on the line. If you have a house in certain hairy situations, they can even come and file a lien on the house. And who is sitting and reading the hundred page agreement that comes with every sort of card or like, you know, small business loan and stuff like that, right? Nobody, you just click through all of it and get to the end. Yeah, and it's written in extremely confusing language, masking mm -hmm. a lot of things. Uh, yeah, we've all heard the stories of like credit card companies abusing consumers. Yeah. It's also true in the business context and especially, especially in the sort of small business context. I mean, the reality is that most sophisticated financial products are designed for, uh, you know, this uber wealthy, big businesses, um, you know, doing lots of revenue. Whereas most financial technology is actually left behind the blue collar industries. And so we saw that and, you know, from my own, again, from my family experience, realized that, okay, we need to solve this. And one of the most important pieces to my mission was that we need to offer no personal guarantee, meaning mm. if you use us and you go under, nothing will happen to you at a personal level. So you guys assume that liability then? Yeah, it, it, we are taking that risk for sure. But we have, obviously we have a lot of software engineers uh, thinking about this problem at a sort of uh, almost like a scientific level, like how do you prevent losses from happening? Right. And we, we are building underwriting, dare I say, that's much more sort of sophisticated than a traditional bank's underwriting process. But that being said, just like how a big company, uh, if, if a big company goes under, the CEO never gets in trouble. Excuse my language, but it sounds like you guys actually give a shit about the people that you're working with. I, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've heard contractors joke about, oh, they're, they're coming for my house. A big mistake happens on a project. Yep, you're, you're losing everything. Yeah. It's like, it, it shouldn't be that way. Mistakes happen. And like you're saying, CEOs, they, they get away with things all the time and they're, they're still balling out. But yeah. construction industries, they go under, they lose everything. Exactly. And it doesn't make any sense. Like it's a business and you have clients and sometimes a client fucks you. Excuse my language. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're left with nothing. What should be happening is someone should be going after the client for being a bad actor, not the construction company. Well said. I like that. I really That's something like we can relate to on this podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll be talking more after this. I, I think like completely <laughs> transparent. This is something that we could genuinely use because cash flow and being able to keep enough to float things is a difficult thing. And I talked recently on... A panel and was talking about how early in business we were doing tiny ass little projects like four thousand dollars a project 
and now we're quarter million, half a million per project. And I mean, obviously networking changed, but money changed as well. We couldn't have floated a hundred thousand dollars six years ago. We can now, but if I stack two projects on top, I sure as hell can't. So having the proper funding is, is key. I wanted to hop in on this a little bit. We have talked about how you kind of justify the credit limits you give, but on your website, it does mention 10 times the credit and that FlexBase gives credit based on future invoices and not personal credit scores. So can you explain a little bit more in depth on how that works and what someone could expect? Maybe we can get like an example of if so-and-so is doing X amount of revenue, what they could expect. Yeah, no. So let me give you the example from uh, the start of this conversation. Uh, So uh, we have a customer that's doing 25 million in revenue. They have tier one clients that are mostly government uh, agencies and like cities. Uh, They always get paid maybe Mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks late, but they always get paid. They have a great track record in that regard. Uh, Good financial standing. Chase Sapphire gave them a credit limit of $50,000, right? So with that particular customer, we can easily bump them up to something like a million dollars a month. Holy shit. So how, how do you guys actually, you're running through all the paperwork of what that business is doing, profit and loss, and how much they're running through monthly in order to figure out that. How, how, much, how much effort, what I'm trying to get at is how much effort would it take for a contractor to go through you guys how much paperwork do I need to bring you in order to get a credit line? Yeah, so it really depends on uh, how how much software of ours you want to use. If you just want to bump that from like 50,000 to let's say a couple hundred thousand, it actually requires absolutely no work on your part. You just need to sign up, connect your bank accounts. We do the automatic software-based analysis of your business looking at the past. Where the paperwork gets involved is the future. Uh, and there we ask you to, and you know, not, you don't need to do this on day one. You can do this over time, like six months from now. You're like, you know what? I like you guys. Uh, I want to bump my credit limit way higher than where it is today. Right. At that point we'll say, okay, um, Matt, happy to work with you. Uh, go use our sort of payments product, uh, which is our second flagship product where we basically ask you to. Um, you know, give us as much information as possible on each project, which effectively entails, uh, give us the project contract, uh, you know, give us your previous uh, invoices and tell us who the client is. And you give us those three pieces of information on each project you're doing, um, which, you know, oftentimes you can do it in minutes. It's not like that much paperwork. You just, whatever you have basically. And our team will, uh, take a couple of days and analyze this again with our software and put together a profile of that business. And at that point, we'll be able to say, okay, we have verified your future income. Here's a million dollars. Holy shit. So right off the bat, if you just need a small amount, you can get approved pretty damn quick. And otherwise it's just a couple day process. Yeah. This uh, month, you know, we have so many customers that we have sort of activated a wait list uh, but uh, in, a, in a couple of months time, you will be able to get a little bit of credit in five minutes. Holy shit. And, and now, is that all through the, the, don't you guys have a mobile app as well, Zayn? Yeah. So you download the mobile app and you just go through the application, which takes two minutes. We, we analyze your business for a few minutes with our software. Mm-hmm. 
and literally in a few minutes, like five, five minutes max, we'll, we'll um, give you a few thousand dollars to spend on a virtual card uh, and we'll ship out a physical card to your address. So you can literally go to like, you, you, get, a, you get a virtual card, you can literally go to Home Depot right now and start spending in five minutes. So this isn't necessarily just for people that are super well established. This could be for someone just getting going. Yeah. So if you're just getting going, um, you know, obviously you need a financial partner. You need, you're still spending money on cards, you need all yeah. that. And, you know, if, if we start you with a little bit of credit and you keep paying us on time, it's almost like you're building credit with us. Um, and so we keep bumping you every month, every few months. And then over time, when you become sizable, there are other use cases, right? One other use case that we see for companies that are a little bit larger, which, you know, day one we support, is um, you as a business owner can basically assign cards to every single employee at your company and set pretty granular limits. So, for example, let's say you have a, you have a, you have a sort of a delivery driver, let's just say. You could even set limits like, hey, you're only allowed to spend this card at gas stations. And it would only work at gas stations. You can set like very specific limits. You can't go over $500 this month. And you'll be notified if they like do something weird. Uh, and as an employee, the experience is also seamless uh, rather than collecting receipts. And so sort of <laughs> yeah. I do that every damn calls. day. <laughs> oh God, so this would like solve this problem of yours day one where literally the next time, Matt, you go to like a Home Depot or wherever um, and you swipe your card, instantly a message will go from FlexSpace to your phone saying, hey, Matt, take a photo of the receipt. And then you take a photo of the receipt and then we'll be like, hey, Matt, what project is this for? And you could say that this is for Brex Mansion, for example. There we go. That simple tagging. Yeah. And that simple tagging, like we'll all like nicely show That's up. That's easy. Yeah. You have the you easy know? button for receipts. What my biggest problem is, is I have like five cards that get used. Yeah. And it's a freaking, excuse my language, a clusterfuck. What, what are you using five different cards for, Matt? Oh, I mean, well, as far as strictly business and building, we have three. And we okay. have three, three different lines of credit. And then I have two of my own, which I use for my own shit. So okay, three. But even three. We have the business banking, and then we've got two lines of credit. And even then it's, well, what did this get put on? Mm -hmm. This got, this got put on business bank. And then what, what did this get put on credit A or credit B and you're backtracking, trying to do this. And it, it's not easy. Bank having one, one bank too. Exactly. Having, <laughs> having one for everything is killer. I do want to yeah. ask the question that I'm sure a lot of people are thinking. And I've been ever since we initially got this podcast set up, this is like my, I'm either going to jump full force into your arms or I'm not. What are the interest rates like after that 60-day period's over? Yeah, it'll be just like the standard interest rate, right? Are, um, are we talking like Home Depot 27.99% or where are we at? Yeah, it depends on the size of the company. It can be as low as uh, 10%, can be as high as 18%. But the goal, again, is to give you free credit for two months such that you can pay us back in two months and basically move on to the next sort of expense. So we're trying to give you like a short-term loan. Uh, so don't think about this as like a credit card that you keep credit on for like three years at a time. Yeah, this is just to get you buying and you got that 60-day time period to pay it back. Yeah. Now, my next question, say I buy something on January 31st. 
I would have then until when March to pay 30. that off. March 31. So it, it's 60 days from the time that the purchase is made. Yep. God, that's beautiful. We, we, need, to, we need to talk more after this. All right. We, we got two last questions before. I'm sorry. Uh, fully transparent. This is super intriguing to me. Um, finance has been something that we've struggled with a bit. Um, so Matt's going to go cut up his cards. Sorry for all the personal <laughs> questions, but as a small company, um, financing is something we've, we've struggled quite a bit with. This sounds great. Zaid, yeah. we, uh, we have two last questions before our fast five that we end every episode. Um, you know, this is definitely zooming out, but where do you think the construction industry is going with specifically technology over the next decade? Yeah. It's a really interesting question. It's a, it's, it's a broad question. And the way I think about it is um, technology is only now beginning to touch these sort of uh, industries that frankly were left behind by the tech revolution of the last 10, 20 years. And so now that, uh, and, and COVID has actually played a role in this where uh, the sort of digitization of job sites is so dramatic now that, you know, we are seeing uh, businesses that would never touch software suddenly, you know, very comfortable using Zoom and all sorts of complicated stuff. And so every single layer, every single process that you can imagine that happens in construction will have tech. And so in that scenario, just imagine breaking the entire building and rebuilding with today's understanding. So, that, so that's, you know, the construction analogy right so all the way from the time you decide to build a building the way you inspect that you know uh, land to the way you sort of design for that land to the way you sort of do the pre-construction the engineering you know use you know really advanced technologies like generative design to use uh, artificial intelligence to kind of make the design parameters more clever to the way you estimate the bill of quantities for that particular uh, job site to the way you you know specific takeoffs the way you decide where to buy the materials from to the way you order that material the way you kind of manage the inventory to the way you sort of schedule people to the job site to the way you communicate with each other the way you communicate with your clients this list is endless and every single aspect is going to be touched by software and uh, technology broadly I, I think we're seeing a little bit of that right now and we're getting closer and closer to what you just described. Yeah. I mean, we're at an inflection point. I, I talk we about this a lot. Are. We, we have a generational workforce shift. COVID obviously sped things up. Like people were forced to adopt technology, zoom other tools. And now you have a generation coming in that's going to take the industry by storm and they want, they want quick, fast, easy solutions. And they love software. You know how happy I'll be when iPads are on every single job site? Yeah. Yeah. It would help out so much. Just get those security cameras up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 12 job site iPads were stolen. <laughs> yeah. Craigslist is going to be filled. Um, I got one last question before we hop into the Fast Five. Um, from a business standpoint, as we're kicking off in 2022, crazy to say that year what is one piece of advice you'd like to offer to contractors looking to get more out of their business this year hmm. you can self-promo here i feel like that's a good good option yeah no i think uh i think the obvious response that you know uh that, that obviously we can help with is 
2022 should be the year you invest in your financial operations, right? And uh, the, the, the sort of <laughs> shameless plug here is investing in Flexspace is free, right? So uh, just, you just have to get a damn card and just you know, use it a little bit. Uh, but I think you know, beyond the financial operations, I think the one piece of advice I would give is that there are so many construction companies out there and the way you sort of stand out is how do you manage your operations broadly? And the one kind of differentiator is, do you use technology or not? And using technology isn't that intimidating anymore. Just make a list of all of your processes and you will find, you know, just like four or five pieces of software out there that can optimize every single aspect of that process. And uh, if you just implemented that, that in itself will give you an unfair competitive advantage such that you win more jobs, you make more money and ultimately live happier lives. I love it. You nailed it, man. So we end the uh, episode with our fast five, five questions to be answered in a sentence or less. Mm -hmm. Number one, your favorite skyscraper in the world would be? Burj Khalifa. That's a Dubai. damn good answer. <laughs> Number two, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, I thought of Antarctica. <laughs> Number three. All right. For those of you uh, on audio, Zaid has, I don't know, a thousand books behind him. So this might be a, a tough question. Your favorite book of all time? Uh, Peter Thiel's book, Zero to One, How to Build the Future. That's a good one. Uh, four, your one message to the next generation would be? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I would say so many things come to mind, but uh, I would say don't follow the norms for yourself that was a good clean answer and the last one five we asked this on every show what does bread to build mean to you more money to make more things <laughs> we like it Zay, thanks so much for joining uh the bread to build podcast episode 22 before we let you off the hook where can people find and connect with you and also learn more about flexbase yeah, um, thank you again for having me. Um, you can learn more about Flexbase by going to our website, flexbase.app. That's F-L-E-X-B-A-S-E dot A-P-P. Um, and um, you can find me on Twitter at Zaid RMN uh, and uh, Instagram with the same handle, Zaid RMN. Awesome, man. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Bread to Build podcast. If you like this episode, you like what we're doing, drop a review. Like Matt said on the last episode, we're going to give out some stickers. So if you give us a little shout out through your uh, Instagram story on Hammer or wherever the hell you are, tag us. We'll send you out some Bread to Build stickers. As always, if you'd like to uh, connect with me, you can find me on all the social platforms at Brookgoin on Hammer, so on and so forth. Matt, take it away. Close it out. This was a killer episode. Um, I'm glad we finally got to talk about the money side of things. It's something a lot of people struggle with. So I hope you guys took something away from this. You guys can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, every, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, MySpace, at Matt Bangswood. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to episode 22. We'll see you next time on the Bread to Build podcast. <laughs>